Welcome to the Imagine MomCast. This is your host, Elaine Kohanowitz, and you've come to the right place if you're a mom and you're looking for real talk, real help, and real fun. Hello, ladies. Today I'm going to give you seven of the traditions that we enjoy on Christmas. They're easy and fun, and hopefully you can adopt them too. And I'm going to start in order of when they happen. So, number one, put up the tree. Okay, this is a generic one because I think most people do this. But it is part of our tradition to put up the tree. We have an artificial tree. And I still remember when we bought it, the kids were little. And I was so excited to finally get a real Christmas tree. Before that, we went without a tree. And then I think one year I actually bought a really cheap tree from a thrift store and then just took it back after Christmas and donated it again because we didn't have any room to store it because we lived in an apartment but finally at some point I uh, convinced my husband that we needed to spend whatever it was like a hundred and sixty dollars on a Christmas tree which at the time was a lot of money but hey we got our investment back right because we're still using it so every year we put together the tree. Um, the crew that puts together the tree has thinned out over the years because some of our kids are grown up and actually we have four boys and two girls. So, you know, it's the thing about boys is I'm sure it depends on the boy, but a lot of boys just aren't, you know, really as into all the different holiday stuff as the girls are. Sometimes they are, it depends, but But we do still have a nine-year-old boy. And, of course, kids are just generally really interested. And I am so thankful for him because he motivates all of us to get that tree out and get it set up every year. Mom, when are we going to put the tree up? Mom, when are we going to put the tree up? So this is the very first year that we actually decided to do something special with the tree. And we actually bought special, like, ornaments. So it's all, like, color uh, matching and everything. So... That was actually not only my daughter's, but my nine-year-old's idea. So I figured, well, if he was up for that, then we would try it. And it looks pretty good. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, an advent calendar. Okay, so I'm going to give you like a super simple advent calendar. I use paper bags. Um, Some years I've used just plain paper bags. Some years I've used like green or red paper bags either one of those are super cheap you can get a pack of them at the store for just you know I don't know like maybe three dollars and you can get like 25 of them so it's plenty you know just enough for the advent calendar this year I splurged and I actually bought cute ones that have like little snow like snowman on them or one of them has a polar bear And then I think the other one has like a Christmas tree or something. There was three different kinds. And so I bought enough, you know, to have 24. And they were 50 cents a piece at Target. But they're actually really sturdy. And I'm going to be able to reuse them for next year. And they're really cute. So I think it'll be fun to just reuse them every year. So that's what I start with is the paper bag. And then I have a printable 
like, or I mean, I have just a, a printout of verses. So if you go online and you just Google Advent calendar verses, you will get all kinds of really great free printable Advent ta- calendar verses. And they're usually when you print them out, they come really cute. Like they have little pictures on them or, or a little nice border around the verse. And you can print them out on your color printer and cut them out. And I printed them actually, I think a couple years ago on cardstock. So I actually just reuse those same cards every year. So I printed them once and cut them out real neatly. And then every year I just use those 24 verses and, and they all are numbered and they're real decorated and pretty. And the, and there's different kinds. So the one that I picked out is the names of Jesus. So each verse, like each day, is about one of the names of Jesus. But there's also ones that are more like the Christmas story, if you'd rather do that. Um, or there's ones that are more, you know, about prophecies uh, that you know, go with Christmas plus some of the Christmas verses that are special, kind of a hodgepodge. So anyway, when you get online, you can look through and see which ones you like. Now also, you can also find cards or I've made them up before and like just put them in in addition to the verses, which have like little activities you can do each day. So it was really nice when I homeschooled because, you know, we usually had a little more time and even if we didn't get to every single activity you know we did quite a few of them but they might be things like you know bake Christmas cookies or you know go caroling or play a board game together or do something nice for someone in your family or say something you're thankful for or anything like that just something kind of um, positive and uh, Christmassy theme type activities. So uh, some of them we did like even like you know go uh, serve at the church or something like that. So anyway, you can stick those cards in there too, and they are that you can find them online already pre-filled out with activities if you want to do it that way. And then I put a little candy or a little you know something into the bags this year. I have four kids at home still. I've got two grown, but the four that are at home, I have a 17-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 13-year-old, and a 9-year-old. And I put in like four little candies each day. Um, I kind of mix it up, you know, like I do like four Hershey's Kisses or four little chocolates or um, four little, you know, packs of gummy bears or something like that. So it's not really too expensive. And then um, on Sundays, I put in like something different, like a little gift. So like this Sunday, the girls each got a pair of Christmas socks and a little emery board that's like a Christmas themed one. I think they looked like snowman or something like that. And then the boys got a pack each of like I think there's like 10 in a pack of Yu-Gi-Oh cards because they're like really into that right now. And then I gave them each, the two boys, a little candy. So on Sundays they get, you know, something a little bit different than the candy. But I have to say, you know, for having like older kids, they have just really, really enjoyed it. I mean, my nine-year-old never, ever forgets. He gets up every morning and he's like, when can we open the advent calendar? So that's really awesome. But even the older kids have just really enjoyed it. And we're not always home at the same time. Excuse me. So I just, 
we just open it in the morning. It's usually, like I said, my nine-year-old and my 13-year-old boys that were getting ready for school. And then, <clears throat> excuse me. And then if we're, the, you know, if the girls aren't there then, I just leave it in front of the bag. And I leave the verse there and their little treat. And then whenever they get to it, they just read it on their own. And then they get their treat since they're older. And it's been really fun. So, I, oh, and I should say that in the past, I've taken just a string or like a piece of yarn. And then I've put it up, you know, on the wall. And then I've just taken clothespins and clothespinned the bags t to the string in a, in a long row. And then we just take them down one at a time. This year, I actually just kind of set them around the kitchen and living room. I've got um, a place where I hang their, like, pictures from school, like their, their art and stuff. So I hung some there, and then I put some on a shelf that I had. So they're, like, kind of they're not all together, but they're all in a row numbered. And so that's kind of fun. You know, another really neat idea that would be fun if you had younger kids as well would be to hide the advent bag each day and have them look for it. That would be really fun. So if you didn't have like a place to put them, then maybe you could just bring one out each morning and hide it and then have them look for it. So that's an idea. Unless you think they would fight over it, of course, then maybe don't do that. But <laughs> So that's an easy advent calendar. That's number two. So number three is gingerbread houses. I'm not really like super crafty, so I just buy a box at the store, and I always buy the one that has like four or five little houses in it, so that everybody can have a little house, instead of buying the box, you know, one box with one big house. Although if you had kids that wanted to all make the house together, or maybe you had real small kids, and you wanted to build the house, and then have them help you decorate it, that might be a better choice. But for us, it works out to have, you know, a few little houses, and then everybody gets their own. And I've got a couple kids that really aren't into crafty stuff, so it always works out, because even though I, there's only like four or five houses in the box, and there's six kids all together, you know, not everybody wants to do it. So we always have a, a really fun time with that. We actually just did that on Sunday night, and... Now that my kids are older, like my son's girlfriend was there, and she helped my youngest um, out with his house a little bit, and we just had a really nice time. So while they were building their gingerbread houses, um, we do our other um, special tradition, which is number four, which is to read the book, The Best Christmas Pageant Ever. If you have never read this book, it is is one of my absolute favorites and I actually read it to the kids every single year so I think that my 20 almost 21 year old has heard the story a lot of times but it just never gets old because the story is really funny um, it's about these kids called the Herdmans and there's six of them and they're just awful they just they smoke cigars and steal and do all kinds of, you know, things that you wouldn't expect kids to do, and they're always getting in trouble at school. And it's told from the perspective of one of the other girls in school who, who you know, has to, who is telling about them. But it's, but it sounds kind of, like, inappropriate, but it's not inappropriate at all. It's, like, actually, like, super, um, 
just funny and it's just really great because these these kids it's just the whole thing about them and the way the story is told is just laugh out loud funny but what's even better is that the ending of the story is so touching and it talks about the Christmas story because what happens is these kids that are just so awful that everybody you know just thinks they're going to end up in jail end up getting kind of mixed up in with the church and end up becoming part of the Christmas pageant and everybody just they just can't believe that these kids are part of the Christmas pageant but nobody wants to tell them that they can't be a part of it you know because you know they're Christian or you know the the people in the church are Christians and they don't you know want to send these children away you know so they end up being part of the Christmas pageant and the pageant just ends up being so special and so um, unique because these kids never grew up in church, so they don't know anything about Jesus and they don't know anything about the story of Jesus. So when they get involved with the Christmas pageant, they learn about it for the first time. And so all these other kids that have, you know, been in church for years and they're just like, yeah, yeah, the story of Christmas, you know, Jesus, the baby, blah, 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 angel, shepherd, you know, whatever. It it kind of comes alive to everybody because they're having to teach it to these kids. And these kids, like, like, they see it from a totally new perspective because it's not old to them and and when they hear the story it's like it's like a movie you know it's so interesting because like Herod's trying to kill Jesus and and then Jesus has to flee for you know they have to take the baby away and flee for his life and then they can't find a place to stay and Jesus and Jesus's mom or the Mary's about to have a baby I mean it's just really like it's like a like a drama you know you it just comes alive to everybody because they can't believe you know they they see it from a whole new light and then when the kids are actually in the pageant like I won't spoil the whole thing for you but the pageant is just really touching it's so crazy because like I laugh through the whole first part of the book and then I like cry through the whole last you know like chapter because it's just so awesome the way it just brings out the story of Jesus so I would highly recommend it. Uh, Best Christmas Pageant Ever is what it's called. And um, you can get a cheap paperback from, you know, Amazon. Um, I, like I said, I've been reading it to the kids for years, so it's good for a lot of different ages. You know, my little kids heard it when my other kids were, excuse, excuse me, elementary age. So I'd probably say elementary age and up is probably what it's really the best for. Um so, but even my, you know, 19-year-old still loves to listen to it. So that's number four. Number five, names on presents. So one year when I was a kid, my mom did something totally unexpected. And she put code names on the presents. So like we all, like all of our presents, like whatever presents belong to me, were all named the same name, but it wasn't my name. So I didn't know whose presents were whose. So when my sister and I would go to shake the presents, we we didn't know if it was our present or not. So I think that was the idea behind it. But it was so fun to me because then on Christmas Day, we got to guess who we thought was who, you know, what name. 
And it was just such a fun surprise. So every year, I, like I said, I have six kids, so I pick something where I can get at least six names, and then I give them code names. So for example, um, you know, I might pick, like one year we did um, Phineas and Ferb. So I gave the kids all names from Phineas and Ferb. So like one kid's presence on their, all their presents, I put Phineas and then on another kid's presence, I put Ferb and on another kid's presence, I named that kid Candace and on another kid's presence, I named, uh, named them. Oh, I don't know. I can't think of all the names on Phineas and Ferb at the moment, but so you get what I mean. Like, so, so like everybody has a code name and nobody knows whose name is whose until Christmas day. So then on Christmas day, they get to guess and see if they can match up the code names with, you know, the real people in the room. And it's always fun to see if, if they can figure out, you know, who is who. Cause a lot of times, you know, I'll name them characters that kind of fit their personality or, or they might figure it out because of the shape or size of a gift. You know, they're like, well, that must be, you know, Buckley's present. So he's probably, you know, Luke from Skywalk, from Star Wars. Like, so some, some year I did Star Wars and we did Star Wars characters. Um, one year we did uh, Avatar The Last Airbender characters. So it's just really fun. I will say now that they've gotten older, it's not quite as cool just because they're not like, snooping around the Christmas tree all the time shaking things and wondering you know what they got and who it whose it is and all that I think it's definitely a really great idea you know for younger kids especially or like you know middle school or elementary kids but still um everybody likes it and it's kind of a fun tradition okay that was number five number six is Jesus's birthday cake so, when the kids were little, every Christmas Eve, I would make a cake, and we would sing Happy Birthday to Jesus and blow out the candles. So, that was always a really fun tradition. It was a neat way to, you know, I was trying to especially do something for the younger kids so that they could, I guess, conceptualize the idea, you know, of what Christmas was about. And so, I think making it, you know, birthday cake helped him to see that it was Jesus's birthday, you know, it was the day that Jesus was born. And everybody really enjoyed that. Um, we haven't done it as much in recent years. I think just because of the kids getting older, that one kind of um, didn't stay on the table as long, but it was really fun and the kids loved it. So definitely recommend that one. And then number seven, opening or a game on Christmas Eve. Okay, so my kids always wanted to open. They would always be like, let's open a present on Christmas Eve. Well, to be honest, um, I didn't really want to usually do that because well, we had to, we had a lot of kids and we didn't have a lot of family around. So it's always been that on Christmas, like we, we would give, you know, obviously presents to our own kids and then they would give presents to each other. But we've never had like a lot of family that comes and gives them presents or anything. So they never really had extra, you know. It was just like, um, 
the presents that you got from us are the presents that you get. And so if they got to open one on Christmas Eve, that would deplete the number that they got to open on Christmas Day. You know what I'm saying? So instead of doing that, um, I would let them open one present for everybody, which would be a board game, and then we could play that together. Um, also, sometimes I would let them open envelopes, which would have been, you know, occasionally we'd get money from a grandparent or something like that. So we would do that on Christmas Eve. But opening a game on Christmas Eve is a great tradition because you only have to have one present for everybody and it's something you can all do together and it's really fun. Excuse me. Um, okay. So. I hope you've enjoyed these seven special traditions and I hope that maybe you can add some of these to your own Christmas traditions. And if you have any traditions you'd like to share, please join us in our Facebook group, Imagine Mom. Also, we are on Instagram at Imagine Mom and I would love for you to subscribe and share these episodes with your friends if you find something you think they would really like and appreciate. Thanks a lot.